What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Yes. Coming at you five days a week, now late at night. Well, early in the morning. Well, coming to you early in the morning. <laughs> We're <laughs> yeah. putting in these hours late at night. It's three in the morning over here. Uh, anyways, we got a Hecker show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with some meaningful preseason preview. And a very meaningful, you know, it's not the first game where everyone kind of assumes it's a wash. Mm-hmm. It's against an NBA team. Mm-hmm. Everyone is excited. Against a possible Western Conference competitor. Absolutely. Finalist. A team I think might actually finish ahead of us in the standings, but we'll get to that later. Uh, All that will be (laughs) dissected. Don't worry. Uh, And then we have, uh, we're kind of tying two things in. We're doing our player previews every single day uh, leading up to the regular season. Just, I mean, you guys know know these guys. They know what the F it is. It's fun to talk about, (laughs) you know? We love the squad. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that's going to tie into our Thirsty Thursday, which normally we talk about who and what we're thirsty for. We're going to be talking about Montrez Harrell. Oh, yeah. Uh, What we'd like to see him improve. Uh, You know, he had a great season last year, but could be better. Little things. Uh, and then we're going to wrap things up with shavings, uh, some kind of interesting notes and reports coming out of practice. Basically, a little bit more on the sliding sliding kind of startup possibilities. Yeah, um, the, and Doc gives some very vague comments about Kawhi. Oh, yes. So all that and more coming up right about now. So tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday, which most of you will be, the Clippers and Nuggets play each other. I'm so excited. Yeah. Most people have to be. Some notes. There were some uh, Magruder stepped on someone's foot in practice at Wednesday, so he will not be playing. Yeah. Seems like it also maybe hurt the other person, right? Mm -hmm. Stepped on their ankle. Yeah. (laughs) Their foot. Their foot. Excuse me. Kawhi, Doc said there was a chance Kawhi was going to play, and then like two and a half hours later on Wednesday, Kawhi was ruled out for rest. Yeah. Uh, Doc does expect him to play one to two preseason games, which with only two being left after Thursdays, seems maybe closer to one. He's taking on Melbourne, and he's taking it to... Wait, who do we play? Mavs in Vancouver. Mavs. I forgot. Might do that one. Um, Those are the two guys we have got, and then Paul George, obviously, as well. Mm -hmm. Unclear if Jokic is going to play for the Nuggets. Yeah, he didn't play against the Blazers. Yeah, they said he's going to be ramped up into activity. Which you would think, I don't know if a player like Jokic, if I think he needs more activity or less activity. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're, I, you know, like any other big, I feel like they're a little bit more prone to injury. Yeah. Uh, more surface area. You know, <laughs> more stuff could get hurt. <laughs> you know, that just makes total sense. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes sense. Like, there's so much continuity with this team is the thing. They're good. Where it's like, you know, like, you know what you're going to get, I feel like, to a, to a certain degree. I hadn't thought about that. We need this more than they do in terms of continuity stuff. Uh, that's just what I was kind of leading into, For was sure. that um, if there was a game, if Kawhi was to only play one game in the preseason, this would probably be the one that I would like him to play. It's, I would agree you know, not going to happen already, but... yeah. For those reasons, like it being a, most likely a strong competitor in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. and just for that little bit of extra shared vocabulary with yeah. his teammates. I think everyone else for the Nuggets is going to play because everyone other than Jokic and Bull Bull, who I am so sad is not going to play, played against the Blazers. Yep. Jamal Murray and Gary Harris played the most. Yep. So I feel like that's going to remain the same. Millsap played 20 minutes. So did uh, Plumley. Our possible starters, as noted from Jovan Buha, he was at practice for the Clippers on Wednesday. We have Terrence Mann at the one. 
All right. Landry Shaman at the two. Okay. Don't think it's going to be Kawhi at the three because he's already been ruled out. Jermichael at the four. Zoo at the five. Is there a chance? Who do we see at that three spot maybe? Because it seems like everyone other than Kawhi, like this makes sense for maybe a quick starting, maybe like 10 minutes or something together. Yeah, maybe uh, Harkless. Tells Harkless in there. That's what I was thinking. He had such a good game last time. Yeah. And Bev is just out, out. Yeah, Bev, they're not. He took a fall in he practice. He took a fall in practice. But he wasn't ruled out. He said it wasn't serious. Yeah. I think he's going to rest. I think you're right, too. Do you, I want him to rest. Yeah, I think the more is, I think about <laughs> I'm it. I'm trying to project the that. Mo- the more I think about it coming into this, I was like, yeah, well, maybe he could play. But you're right. He's, I mean, what's he, the point? What's the point? Lou Will, probably going to rest. Makes sense. Um, what do you want to see from this game? So, I mean, I guess if Kawhi, PG, and Pat are all out, <laughs> yeah, who's locking down guards? Because this is like, this it's isn't a- like the most explosive backcourt in the Western Conference, but you know, it's Jamal, up- like Jamal Murray, is a solid young player, great scorer, plays downhill, <laughs> <laughs> which is something that I think Man is gonna have to really deal with. Yeah, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, do we get to see Jerome spend some time on one of these guys, see if he can shore up his defense a little bit more, maybe yeah. use his hands a little less. <laughs> um, what if we run the three-guard lineup with Man, Sham, and Rome, and then uh, Green and Zoo? I'm not mad at it. Or Harkin Zoo? That could be I think Harkin Zoo makes more sense. Keep Green on the bench, although if you're not playing Lou, I don't know that it really matters. Yeah, that's an interesting three-guard lineup to think about. For- yeah preseason because I don't think it would never happen to I don't want to see that during the regular season uh yeah I want to see that I want to see I put Shamit versus himself and the matchups we're excited for but I just want to see some Shamit shots go down I got a unlikely one for you but he hasn't <laughs> been ruled out what's this swaggy PP Patrick Patterson just baptizing somebody honestly it feels like it could happen Why? he seems like the kind of guy who it would be like Oh, wow, he's never played. Oh, my God. He just yammed all over Plumlee. Yeah, or so, yeah, someone really good. Yeah, I think I want to see I want to see more of the same from Terrence Yeah, in terms of the good stuff. I, I don't want to see a bunch of turnovers. It's going to be interesting if we can notice anything kind of get shored up with his pull-up dribble and like those jump passes we saw. Yeah, so the thing is, I mean, this was in the regular season, one of the top five defenses in the league. Uh, nothing has changed. You know, Literally like Denver nothing. is the same. Yeah. Um, they just, you know, made a point of retaining everybody this <laughs> summer and, you know, running it back. And I can't we'll fault it. Yeah, I, I can't fault it at all either. So it will be a test for these young guys. I mean, I think it's one where they could – Look, maybe not as so good. That leads us into this first matchup that I was excited for: Zoo and Plumley. Okay, I like it. This is the first legit test. I'm ruling out the first game. It was the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went over Zoo's numbers. How he's defended something like 13 shots. Only four of them have gone in. Two yep. of them were threes. But this is a this is a litmus test. This is a good preseason. I'm not going to try and take too much from it. Obviously, I've been hyped on Zoo's play so far this preseason. I think most people have. Yeah. But this is going to be nice, especially to see how his defense is shored up a little bit. Because Plumley, while maybe not the most fleet of foot or something like that, he's a big dude. He's a and big, is pretty nimble. He's a big dude. Yeah, that's a interesting front court. Whenever he and uh, Jokic are both in the lineup. Yeah, that's another. Th- situation too because those two guys they run a pick and roll together Jokic yeah. and Plumlee in the regular season which is terrifying to think about 
So seeing Zoo in this is going to, I think it'll give us a good idea of what it's going to look like. Because, you know, last year when he wasn't getting ejected from the game, Jokic was kill, killed us. Yeah. As he kills most people. Um, teams, I should say, not humans. So seeing Zoo against Plumlee against half of that kind of fearsome giant duo, I'm excited to see. Yeah. I'm mostly sure. excited. I don't really even care about the offense in this game so much. I would be down if he clearly just made a giant effort on the defensive end. And maybe wasn't as didn't do as much on the or didn't try and do as much on the offensive end. All right, what do you got? Uh, Shamit, you talked about this a little bit, and what do we want to see? But I got <clears throat> Shamit versus himself versus Jamal Murray versus himself. <laughs> oh man, uh, this is like face off. <laughs> yeah, so Jamal Murray didn't have the hottest game against the Blazers. Just thirty percent from the floor, three of ten, three of ten from two, uh, and zero of two from three. So he's not even a shooter. I was gonna say shooter shoot. But that's not his thing. Um, I mean, he's a shooter. He's a scorer. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. This is gonna be an interesting one. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray to me, they use him as more of a traditional point guard. Obviously, he's their starting point guard. Then we use Shamit. But in my mind, they both kind of have similar skill sets. In that, thus far, they've been kind of more score first guys. Not yeah. really like seen the floor at at what i would consider to be like the highest level yeah um they're no terrence man is what you're saying i mean (laughs) (laughs) uh so i I think that it's going to be interesting to see both of these guys like if they can kind of shake out of whatever rust or slump or whatever you want to call it um and what kind of value they're going to be able to provide to their teams likewise um if if shots aren't falling, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see that. Kind of the Jerome situation from last game where it was like, oh, they're not falling. Time to contribute very well in every other way I possibly can. Yeah, for um, sure. This note you have about the fours is a really interesting thing that didn't even cross my mind until I read it. Um, yeah, so Battle of the Fours on Millsap, uh, you know, who is, when healthy, uh, very solid, very formidable opponent. Damn uh, good, yeah. At the power forward. So, basically right now, when we're talking about this sliding lineup, which we'll dig into more in the last segment, but essentially the spots that appear to be up for grabs are maybe the one and the four are like the most likely yeah. to be slid in around. Which, which I was wrong about. On the yesterday's pod, I was like, I feel like it's going to be three spot. You know what I mean? But yeah. it really does seem like most other spots are open. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I, to me, the one is actually really short up, and I don't think we'll see a change. Uh, something pretty wild would have to happen. Uh, <laughs> Charles is like <laughs> making a duck face at me. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, to me, the four is like the most. That's the spot to me that has the most arguments for a, any player. Yeah, and I don't think I can't fault you for you, whatever your decision is at that spot. I feel like it's a perfect like, hey, what the hell situation? Yeah, where someone just says any name on our team that fits the size. I'm like, yeah, what the hell? It seems great. <laughs> like everyone else around him is going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the two most likely names obviously are Jermichael Green and Mo Harkless, and. So Michael Green, you know, we talk about, we tend to gush a lot about the, oh, yeah. on this podcast. We're greenheads. He's, uh, you know, like he's versatile. He's like a versatile offensive piece, a net neutral, pretty much defender, uh, spaces the floor really well. And then you have Harkless, who is everything that Green is on offense, on defense, and then some, uh, very athletic, uh, you know, 
doesn't necessarily space the floor, but does command attention from a defense. Just, you know, the way that he gets to the rim. For sure. Um, he's, you know, like I said, he's big, he's athletic. Uh, so I think that either one of these guys matched up against Millsap. Um, I don't know that it'll be definitive. Oh, in, for sure. In like determining the rest of the season. But once again, like the zoo thing, it's a good litmus test to see how these guys perform against, you know, what I would consider to be a really high level power, like true to position power forward. Yeah. All right. This last matchup, we'll do this real quick and then we'll do score predictions. What is this matchup you're dreading? Which is a totally fair one. <sighs> All right. So I'm dreading the, uh, the Michael Porter Jr. stands versus Jerome versus my timeline. Yeah, we, this is a thing that I feel like people argue about a bunch. We should have taken MPJ. We should have taken Jerome, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I've never really <sighs> come around to the MPJ experiment idea. He had a decent game against Portland. Uh, First, nine nine yeah. points, three boards. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what you want me to say. What's um, your prediction for this game? I'm predicting an L. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it'll be like they're gonna play a lot of starters and stuff like that. One, I mean, that's what that, that, that's the thing to me is like at this point we're really starting to pile on the asterisks on the Clippers side of things, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. this is essentially maybe minus their best player. Yeah, the Denver Nuggets team that was the number the one exact seed, same. Yeah, for sure. Um, in the Western Conference, so I, I think we're gonna drop this one. Um, which I'm not worried about, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm predict a loss, too. I think it's going to be kind of close. Just being like, oh, buck 24, buck 16. Yeah, I was thinking like buck, yeah, pretty close, like 118, yeah. 126, something yeah. like that. Let us know what you guys think about that. Hope we can get that dub. We're going to be at the game. Yep. If you see us, say what's up. Yeah. We'll get a Ludo bird. If you en- really enjoy preseason basketball <laughs> and Locked on Clippers. There's a couple people on the timeline who are going, which I was psyched about. Love Coming it. up after this, we have a Thirsty Thursday Montrez Harrell player preview. But first, got to give a shout out to Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Ooh. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino. Dot com when entering locked on like the name of this podcast O C K E D O N at checkout. So welcome to Montrez Harold's season preview. Ah! <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like there should be a loud scream. There's <laughs> a Wilhelm scream. Um, so last year, if you missed it, Montrez Harold electrified Played the basketball. En- electrified the entire league with Lou Williams. I think he did the best you could do at upping your profile in a year after most people having absolutely no idea who you were. Yeah. It was fantastic. Outside of Clippers fans. Yeah. Outside of Clippers fans. Stats, 16.6 points, six and a half boards, two assists. That's 1.4 higher than Michael Green. On 61% shooting with a net rating of plus 13 in 29 minutes per game. 26 minutes per game. Excuse yeah. Me. That is fantastic. Jumps out at you. The only caveat that I do have to say is this plus 13 is a little skewed because oh, yeah. it's not even a little skewed. It's skewed. It's very skewed yeah. because of these 26 minutes, let's call it 18, we're against second unit. For sure. If not more. Yeah, we've seen what happens when he starts. It doesn't usually go well. Mm-hmm. We have seen, you know, when you split him and Lou up, it gets a little difficult to kind of get the ball flow. Yeah. And the offense kind of humming and whatnot. What last year was fantastic. What can he do to build on that for you going into this year? So I'm going to say that 
I don't know how everyone else is feeling about this, but I'm going to say what he shouldn't improve on or does not, or what I'm not thirsty for to improve on. Yeah. Shooting threes. Yep. Don't care. <laughs> don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. Just that, no. I'm okay with one a week. I'm okay with a heave if he's in the corner. Damn. You're really against this. I just don't see the value of it. That's fair. I, I can't. I mean, I can't. This is the thing where, like, I can't argue against it because I. It's not. It's not like he's shown evidence of being an adept shooter. Yeah. Like if if we had seen if it was like oh my god remember that game that Trez made five threes in or something like that. Yeah, and I just think it takes away from other things that I would like to see him improve. Like rebounding would be nice. I was thinking I'm predicting his scoring is going to go down, but we might see him in that eight to nine and a half rebound range. I mean that would be wonderful. Last I would year, love that. I'm pretty Gallo and um, Tobias both average more rebounds. Yeah, and sure they played starting minutes. They're big, you know. One of the, one of them the strongest man in the NBA. The other very tall. Yeah. Um, but still, you and know, but like you said, he's going against second units. Yeah. So you would think he could beast those numbers up a tiny right? bit. Again, no disrespect to and, Trez. And, and to be fair, he did make a jump in his rebounding last year. He yeah. he had more double-double games than he's ever had in his career combined. Oh, yeah. um, so, so it's there. It's it's there. But that's, that's what's nice. That's the thing. It's like That's like a tangible thing. Um, obviously, the free throw shooting, he's just a guy who's going to spend time at the line. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made he's made jumps every single year that he's been in the league. You want him um, to be, what's your... 70%? Is that what you were saying you want him to be at? 70%. Yeah. It seems really doable. It definitely... Because his stroke is there, too. Yeah. Like, you see him take a free throw, and it's not, you know, you're not watching Noah up there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's improved. I mean, it improved, like, f- 15% mm-hmm. uh, over last year's number on... Probably way more attempts, I'm assuming. Almost double the amount of attempts. Yeah, so that's so, encouraging. But like, like that's the thing. The form is there. It's going to be an interesting year. I'm curious because the second unit is going to have so many more scoring options on it. Yeah. What that Lou Trez pick and roll is going to look like. Absolutely. And I think that's that ties into my other thing, which would be, you know, I would like to see the assist to turnover ratio in a lot better spot. Huh. Okay. I think that What's we've he at right now? seen uh, it's like, let me check. Sorry. No worries. Um, it is. It's very close oh, to yeah. one another. Yeah, don't want uh, that. So his career, his it's almost one to one. His assists last year, he averaged two a game. Turnover is one point six. Okay, yeah, could be better. So, it could be better. <laughs> it could be a lot better. Yeah, it needs to be better. Maybe. Um, and we've just seen. I mean, like we've seen countless times in games where he's had some really troubling and momentum switching turnovers he mm-hmm. averaged t- eight turnovers a game in the warriors series damn oh uh, i didn't know it was that bad which some of those games eight turnovers was definitely the difference between a loss it definitely and a didn't help definitely um, yeah for sure so i yeah like just turnovers in general is something that like he he's gonna need to work on and I, you know it's been every single year it seems like that he's been with the team they've been working on him to improve his his handle to get a little bit more comfortable yeah. putting the ball on the deck the confidence is there um the confidence <laughs> is there, and like the skill, I think, in the dribble is going to is is building up to matching it. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope that assist game and like that kind of vision and not trying to force things can really 
put him over the hump in that area. Because he's usually so good at not forcing stuff, which is what I love about Trez. Yeah. If something's there, he'll take it. If not, usually he pumps the brakes. But every now and then it gets a little... He's he's like kind of like the thing where it kind of builds up. Yeah. And I think he's like, oh, I want to try and do this thing now. That doesn't go as well. Um, something I hope doesn't increase. This is crazy. It's number of personal fouls. Yeah, that's a lot. So obviously you saw an increase in playing time. Um, but he saw also nearly a 50% increase in personal fouls. No, a, a true 50% increase <laughs> in personal fouls from last year um, playing playing almost 50% more minutes. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that this number could stay the same right around like three a game. I hope it does. Um, but, you know, like it could also go up. He got, I think, some of that. There it was a wonky year last year with refs. There was some weird vibes between players and refs as a whole, I feel like, last year. Homer hat Chuck over here. Absolutely. I'll Clippers put that. are always getting the raw end of the deal. I just think Trez, with the way he plays, he's, remember that tech Trez got? For, yeah. He ran away from the ref. Yeah. And they teed him up. So yeah. there was some stuff like that where it's like, eh, but that also. He, he has a reputation of being a hothead. That's the thing. I think his reputation, which sucks. I don't think he's a hothead. He's a super intense guy. Yeah. That shouldn't affect how he gets reft at all. But, unfortunately, that is the reality. Very short note on this. Will he slide in the starting lineup ever? No. Probably nah. not. No. Nah. Don't think he should. Unless What's, something is going wrong. Yeah, unless, unless he and Lou are starting. I don't want to see him yeah. in that starting lineup without Lou, maybe. But, again, we don't know what the whole team looks like. Yeah. But just comfortability-wise, we're going to rely on them early in the season. When Paul George is out, when we're still trying to gel and everything like that, we're going to see a bunch of Trez and Lou. Yeah, you got to lean on the continuity. You got to lean on on what's already working yeah. for you. You know, what's your numbers predictions? We don't have to be exact. Where do you see his efficiency point? Like, what do you see moving the most? Honestly, I think just the rebounding. Um, hopefully, that free throw percentage number can get to that. Like, yes, yeah, sixty-eight, seventy percent. Um, I don't see an increase really in scoring unless there's a huge, like in, unless he has some pretty monstrous showings during, uh, stretches of time when we're resting one of, one of George yeah. or, or Kawhi, which, you know, which is possible. He, he could elevate his ability to score even more off the bench in terms of like what you just said in terms of like consistent, oh damn type stuff. Yeah, I I think that um, I think that you know is I don't think his field goal percentage could get much better than it is right now. No. Um, but I'd yeah, like, I, I, like those are the main things. Is just, yeah, yeah, just like we touched on earlier, just just seeing a rise in in those rebounding and assist numbers. So I'll, I'll call it, I'll call it a gentleman's. Let's call it eighteen nine and three. Love it. I would be ecstatic with that line. I would. I agree with those points that you made. I think his assists will go up because of the opportunities for everyone else in the second unit. Want to see his defense get a little tightened? Yeah, he is a bit of a liability against you know regular size centers or something like that. Which and I think just the rebounding would go a long way if he could snag a yeah. rebound uh, and just help set up getting into transition. Uh, that would go a really long way. Yeah, not a whole, another one of those guys. You know, we did Lou and then we did. Jamichael, who were two guys where we were like, I don't want him to work on anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Trez, kind of the same. Just a few little things we'd like to see tweaked. 
but there's no major there's no like glaring that's the thing holes. is it's not like it's it's not like it's a major overhaul of anything so much as it is just a tighten building it yeah it's like a tighten up and a building upon the foundation that he you know kind of laid last year he built it he just kind of sculpted it now you know yeah the mass is there let us know how you think trez is going to do this year weirdly feel like he's flying under the radar in terms of chatter mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i think only helps him yeah uh, also, not on and one anymore because the shoes were unsafe. Makes sense. Very happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know and one still made shoes. I don't think they're going to be doing it for very long if their players are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up after this, we have a shavings slash practice segment. All right, so a lot of a lot of talk coming out of practice. This sliding lineup is kind of blowing my mind. The whole concept of getting everyone to buy in not i'm not like surprised that everyone's so down with it yeah but like we said yovan said the five the four and the one are open for competition with and it's just so crazy to me because the, we have a couple guys who could have signed other places for more money mm-hmm. and stuff like that but the way this team is put together is that doc successfully was able to get these guys to believe in each other last year yeah and then convince them that starting doesn't matter effectively yeah as a concept mm-hmm. which is you know, we talk about bench mobs and stuff like that but this seems like it's really truly going to be a fluid for lack of a, a fluid ass lineup yes where well yeah you know yes. what i mean like three out of five that's a pretty big amount i think it's more like two out of five I kinda maybe do, only one out of five i kind of do too but the rhetoric right it's just the everyone's down to just be like yeah all right whatever yeah I'm Patrick Beverly. I just re-signed, turning down other money. I could, you know, okay, we'll have Sham start or something like that. Do you think it's that impressive. sets up a precedent where there's maybe a little too much passivity Ooh. on the part of the non-Kawhi George folks? That is a... I hadn't thought about that. Just because they don't want to... Just because when everybody's deferring to somebody else, what's like the saying, like uh, a horse by committee is a donkey or something Camel, like that? Camel, I think it is. I don't know. I know, Cam- I mean, I know camels are actually <laughs> excellently designed, so that would be an improvement. Um, I think, see, I don't know, because I think Doc was able to convince them of this and mm-hmm. pitch it, but he was also like, this doesn't change the mentality that we had last year. Yeah. But if the nature is, if you know, if these two guys are the only permanent spots... It does seem like they're the main guys, but they're also just straight up the main guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, I'm just sitting on this right now. It's uh, It, it kind of blows my mind as a situation in a really good way. Mm-hmm. I think when it's going well, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. But the real test of how down and well the starting lineup sliding, it's going to be, going back to Chauncey's figure, probably around 30 games before we're all truly gelled. Yeah. So that's when it's going to start, right? What do we go over that first 30 games? Off the top of my head, uh, 19 and 11. You think we go better than 20 and 10? That's just worse. 19 and 11. Oh, 19. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a moron. Uh, yeah. Right? I like that. It's not crazy. No, but like, you know, if it's going well, awesome, but we're going to start doing this 30 games in. So that's going to be kind of a growth period if all these positions are up for grabs. Yeah. It, it, it might 
it it seems like if this is not going well during certain times, it's gonna look a little rocky. Yeah, like to be like, well, why don't we just keep doing this? Why are we doing this fluid thing? I just, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think that this, but is there's gonna be rough patches. There's definitely gonna be rough patches. I think the only thing that's gonna be truly sliding about this lineup once we're say. 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever games in, uh, is honestly going to be who who steps up when Kawhi and or Paul George are out. Yeah, or both off the court. Yeah, otherwise, I honestly think we're going to have, it's not going to be as sliding as the current rhetoric is. Because I'm thinking about... Suggesting. Because I'm thinking about like the five. Yeah. Zoo will always start at the five. That's So that that's where my mind is at because I'm like, we're not going to... I mean, I guess if we go, if the if one and five are truly up for grabs, mm-hmm. it's not absurd, based on that, to think that we're going to maybe see a starting lineup with Lou, Kawhi, Paul George, someone at the four, whoever else at the four, and then Trez at the five, right? No, that's, I just... But, I mean, no, you're right, logically... You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. That's not, I mean, I'm it's, not saying I'm down with it. It's not insane, it's just, I would be very surprised if that was ever something that they... Honestly, I'd be surprised if it was something they even really considered, <laughs> like as a starting lineup, not as yeah. a lineup that would might, one that might see some minutes. Yeah. yeah, that might see some minutes together, but one to kick the game off. To me, that would be a swing. You put Mo at the four. Uh huh. It's a interesting sized lineup. It's big. It's just a lineup that I feel like because of the way the front court is, both undersized <laughs> and. Not super versatile offensively, necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah cause I mean, like, fair. Because Mo and Trez, I mean, you're, they're doing a little bit similar stuff on the offensive side of the floor. Green at the four. Uh, I mean, that I like a little bit better. But I think like with a combination of Harkless and Trez at the four and the five. It's a little like. Well, you're just putting so much. I feel like you're just putting so much load on Kawhi and Paul George unnecessarily. And Lou. Uh, Don't forget all lose out there. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the sliding, it's like, I feel like it's been... Yeah, that's not crazy to see. Not to start, but... No, but it's like the the sliding lineup thing has just been... I've been thinking about it so much because we talked about in the offseason, like, last year we switched what it meant to play starters minutes and stuff like that. Yeah. And we're just... I think it was that uh, the guy, UK Clipper, Mm -hmm. who gave us that note. He was like, yeah, English Premier League teams, it's like, you got, you know, you can do a fluid lineup all you want. Yeah. Because everyone's so drilled and stuff like that. I think the clips are starting to broach the, maybe getting an article about how Doc Rivers is revolutionizing minutes article in the ringer or something like that. Well, I mean, I think it'll depend on how we perform during the regular season. It'll depend once those two guys get back. I also weirdly think it'll depend a little bit on tomorrow night's game. Which we are going to be at. Yeah. So stay tuned for all the pregame coverage of that. Oh yeah. We're going to be, we got with the presser. Yep. We'll give you a pick of what we're eating. Chili dog, spoiler alert. <laughs> At least one. For Friday's show, we got a bunch of stuff. We're going to have a recap of the game against the Nuggets. Yep. A preview of the game against Melbourne on Sunday. Yep. That'll um, be a very in-depth preview. I'm a Oh yeah. I'm a big Melbourne head. <laughs> yeah. Uh maybe a player preview? Probably not. Probably not. We're going to double up another day for y'all. A love Mary kill. Yep. And then a packed item of some kind. Got to happen. Packed pre-seasies, baby. Oh, when it counts the most. Thank you so much for listening. We hope everyone enjoys the new early time for the podcast. Yeah. We have gotten no complaints yet. 
We'll send them our way. <laughs> shoot, go ahead, no, shoot those our way. Nothing we can do about it, but <laughs> send them our way. I know I wanted to do a tweet like, "What do you guys think about it?" And then in parentheses, we can't make any changes to how we do. No it. changes just... <laughs> will be made, but your opinion will be well, heard. No, we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for sticking with us. The season is oh so close. Yeah, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. Remember William the Opinion Update. Appreciate you.